What is the point of being alive if you don't at least try to do something remarkable? Hello and welcome to episode 283 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a Wellness Wednesday episode, but after today, maybe it should be called What an Asshat episode. Or maybe I'll start doing fucktard Fridays for all the idiots out there. It's, like, it's just one of those days where everywhere I go, I'm dealing with negativity, idiots getting in my way, fighting with me, doing things they shouldn't. I just can't, I can't even say stuff to people nicely and get a response correctly. It's always got to still be turned around and made negative about me. <laughs> So obviously, I'm the piece of shit in this scenario, and everybody else knows everything, and I know nothing, but <laughs> as you can tell, this Wellness Wednesday isn't going good. It's been a week, one week since I started to sugar flush, and I'm ready to flush this thing down the system already. <laughs> this is the worst sugar flush I've ever done. It's not easy when you're cooking meals for other people and then trying to make your meal later on and you still get stuff shoved in your face and got to constantly look at piles of stuff that you want to eat laying everywhere, but you can't eat it and you try and get people to do stuff with it and that doesn't happen. Everybody's about themselves. Nobody cares about other people and helping other people out, so... I just am not getting anything done that I wanted to this week. I wanted to get a, a DDP yoga session in. Starting yesterday, I wanted to start doing daily DDP yoga sessions, hopefully tomorrow. I just didn't want to get it in before this because it's already the afternoon. I've been running around all day today and trying to get things done and of course gas prices are going up so i figured might as well fill up the car as well the gas prices are normal all the food prices have gone up everything's gone up and everywhere you turn and trying to do a sugar flush doesn't help because everything you're going to eat is going to be 10 times more expensive than the stuff that tastes good and actually fills you up uh I don't know. I'm, my teeth are just absolute shit. They're getting worse as they adjust them. Every time they adjust them, now the used to mainly be the back right side would catch first and then push the dentures out and then catch the back left side and then finally catch the front with the bite. But now... Some of the times it's catching on the right back first, sometimes the right left first, and once the two backs touch, I got about a quarter size gap in my teeth. I thought it was about a dime, penny dime size, but today when I was looking at it, it looks more like about a quarter size gap once the two teeth touch, and then it makes the dentures move a little while you're biting down so the group that's trying to hold the dentures to your gums getting loosened up and half the goop ends up in your food and so i'll give you an example my meal plan yesterday was for lunch i had refried beans and rice 
with some hot sauce on it. And then for dinner, I had a salad with diced chicken on it, a big old salad with diced chicken and a side of sauerkraut. Basically ate the side of sauerkraut. Had a few drops of sriracha on it. Got halfway through the salad and I had to give up because my teeth were so loose. I couldn't bite into half the stuff I was biting into without it moving all over the place. So that was really annoying. And then I get the dentist contacting me and find out that all they're asking if if the sores healed, if everything's going good. It's like, no. I went a few, I went almost five days. I think it was three to five days that I went without teeth trying to let the gums heal. They never healed. So I said, screw it and started using the dentures again to just try and get some use out of them and get the bite figured out. And of course, that was all kinds of problems. And then now the dentist tells me that I can come in and talk to one dentist at the place I went to, but now I have to go get my next adjustment adjustment done down in Milwaukee. It's like, okay, so now I got to drive an extra hour to get work done on my teeth, and then I'll probably have to go there multiple times too. It's like it's just costing more and more and more and more. And it's just, (laughs) I'm ready to just throw them out and just wait about six months and get brand new dentures made from a different company, different people that might be able to do it right and actually cast it once the gums are healed and not casting it while the gums are unhealed. And then you get a change later once they do heal. So I don't know. I gotta wait and hear what they have to say. I got two other specialist doctor appointments that are being set up. I feel like the next month is just going to be constant doctor appointments and it's just that's irritating with the weather getting crappier and trying to get some stuff done around here and not being able to get that done the way i want to get it done it's like i like to wake up i like to get my running done early i like to get to my main things next and just focus on my day but I can't stand when things change every day because I need some routine. I got, I'm trying to have a podcast that runs five days a week, sometimes six or seven. I also do the Saturday podcast most of the time. And then other online things are happening at least twice a week that I got to be part of. And it's just, I don't know. I guess I'm just doing too much for myself and I got to quit that and just worry about everybody else and not do anything for myself and do that sometime in the future when I'm laying in a casket then I can think about myself. (laughs) So, but as far as this sugar flush is going, it's not going good at all. I felt absolute shit when I started it. I had a weird sugar crush type thing where my body went into a weird detox feeling. Uh, It's like I had shakes, nausea, 
little vomity feeling that I didn't throw up, but I felt like I was going to. I ran to the bathroom a few times. Lightheaded and weak. Uh, buggy sensation, like bugs are crawling on you. For a couple days. And then I still get it. Regularly, I'll get the little moments where it feels like something. A bug's crawling on you. But as far as eating-wise, some examples. I mean, pretty much I have my half cup of coffee every morning. I was having like a couple hard-boiled eggs or something like that. To get by in the morning because I don't like doing breakfast. I like to wait till lunchtime and pretty much eat from 2 o'clock on to 10 o'clock. Basically about an eight-hour period. The rest of the time doing intermittent fasting. Uh, some days I'll have a few eggs over easy. And then I'll dice up some mushrooms, throw some spinach in there, some onions, uh, maybe some cheese, a little hard cheese. Some type of hot sauce, sriracha, or usually with eggs and stuff like that, breakfasty items, I like to use Hoppin' Hot Sauce that you can get from John Hoppin's. Hoppin' Hot Sauce, which is now on the Zahn, as he says, the, the Amazon, you can find it now, but I guess the original flavor sold out, so he has to get his butt going and get some more to him. But yeah, for like a late lunch brunch type thing around two o'clock, I like to do something. This week it has been either hard boiled eggs or eggs over easy. Like I just said, with the things I said or whatever veggies I have available, asparagus is good. Uh, or I'll do like refried beans and rice. The rice I do is a wild rice quinoa mix that I found. I got a few things in this sugar flush that are a gram of sugar or less. It's not added sugars. It's just sugars that are in from the beans or the lemons. I haven't used avocados yet, but avocados got some sugar in them. Uh, I've been trying to, the cheeses I use are, I make sure they don't have any sugars in them. Uh, different types of vegetables that I'm going through are pretty much the regular standard ones that don't have the stuff. But then I found out about the avocados having some type of sugar and stuff. And then tomatoes, I guess, can have sugars in them and stuff, so. I try and go easy with anything like that if I do use it. But I've been getting asparagus because it's been on sale. But today it was more, I went and got a bunch of veggies again today. It, it's just the stores I go to suck. They don't have the variety that I need. I need to go to the bigger towns and get the stores that actually have 
some type of things that some some variety of different types of mushrooms. I don't want the standard white mushroom or the standard, uh, uh, what you call it, the one that they use for stuffing, uh, the big meaty mushroom. I want a variety. I want some lion's mane. I want some shiitake. I want a variety of different mushrooms to add some different flavors to stuff. I want a variety of different greens. I'd like to get some different colored cabbages and stuff and some multicolored kale and things I could put in there that give it so, some more eye-pleasing looks and a variety of taste to go with it. Uh, but it's not... It's almost like all the vegetables are just... just completely tastes like shit lately. <laughs> Uh, we're not getting good salad stuff lately. Uh, just, everything I've been bringing home just tastes dirty. I just, for some reason, my taste buds have gone to shit the past two years. I, uh, it's like my coffee. I'm doing a half a cup because I can't make it all the way through a whole cup of coffee. I used to love coffee black. I don't care what brand it was, what kind it was. But now it all tastes like shit. I've tried so many different types over the past few months, and I cannot find anything that tastes good. Tea's been all right. I've been having my teas. I'll do two bags of tea in a big cup. and Once it's steeped for a half hour, I'll add a handful of chia seeds in there, and then just go with that. Today's flavor is a raspberry, raspberry ginger tea, raspberry ginger lemon, I believe. But yeah, I'd love to have some recipe ideas for some good things. Uh, dinner wise, we've been doing grilled vegetables, salad, salad with chicken, uh, salmon. A lot of things like that. The refried beans and rice with salsa and salad. That's been dinner already. Uh, but going off sugar can be like going off coke, heroin. It can be a rough one. But I just... I don't have the sugar cravings. I just can't find anything enjoyable to eat. That's the problem. If I could find a half a dozen things I'd be happy eating, that would be great. Because then I could, could sit there and focus on those items and not, and then play with other items as I went. But not everything I've been coming up with is just crappy tasting, so... I mean, the salmon's excellent. The chicken's excellent. <laughs> it's the veggies I'm having a lot of problems with for some reason. So I got to figure out what's going on with that. Because I used to love my veggies. I could just mow those left and right. But I'm going to play with some things, see what happens. Hopefully come up with some better things by next week. I also have for side snacks, hard cheeses, hard boiled eggs, uh, almonds and walnuts 
I have that are non-season, non-covered, corded, non-nothing special to them. But I got a big whole almonds, and I can't even get through two of them. Before my teeth are having too many problems to even try and get through them. So today I picked up some almond slivers. I figure those will be softer and I can just chew those through. And just nip at them if I need to. Just take, get them crunched up. But other than that, that's pretty much how boring my week's meals have been. And then I got one of my MS books in the mail. And they just happen to have a thing about your food tasting weird to you. So I'm going to read some highlights from this and maybe take some things from this and try them with some foods that I'm using. It's like crackers tasted like plain paste, coffee tasted burnt, red wine at dinner tasted sour. While a paler palate may not seem as troubling as as MS symptoms such as bladder issues, spasticity, or muscle weakness, it's more than a mere inconvenience if left untreated. Loss of taste can lead to a host of severe health problems. From decreased appetite and weight loss to malnutrition and depression. Yeah, that I I will say. This week, (laughs) I'm hoping that this is just a downfall of the first week. Usually it doesn't take this long. Usually I get a pick-me-up within like five days. But this is just... It's like um, my depression's getting worse regularly, day by day. My attitude's getting worse day by day. It's just the sugar sugar flush is not benefiting me at all yet. I'm hoping this second week picks up. We will see what happens. Otherwise, we got to absolutely change this shit around because I'm not going to keep putting up with it. But what's worse if you compensate by over-salting or over-sweetening your food. That could lead to or exasperate conditions such as hypertension and diabetes. Sorry, I can't stop yawning all of a sudden now that I'm doing the podcast. It's like once I start reading, start yawning. Fortunately, there are ways to maximize your senses of taste and smell. And once again, enjoy salted pretzels, sour pickles, bitter coffee, sweet cookies, and your favorite linguine Alfredo without putting your health at risk. As with most things related to MS, experts aren't 100% sure exactly how the loss of taste happens. But it comes back to myelin the fatty sheath that protects neurons and is damaged in MS. It's like, do they ever have a straightforward, truthful answer for anything we do? Uh, Sip for the damage, man. Sip for the 
sugar free man. <laughs> It's like my teas are all right. It's all right. Not using no additives to them right now. I, uh, usually when I do make tea, I'll add like lemon, lemon or lime, maybe a little cinnamon, uh, sometimes ginger, honey. It's just variety of things i like putting my cbd honey in there and stuff but even that it tastes better without that sweetener in it so it's not like i'm craving the sweetness just craving some normal taste i guess mri scans of people with ms confirm the link between taste problems and brain lesion activity the mri scans corroborated corroborated Reported deficits in all regions of the tongue, causing a demonstrable, I mean, are these words even supposed to be here? Demonstrable detriment in identifying taste. It's like, if you're going to write a story, write a story with words that people understand. <laughs> I can understand demonstrable, but demonstrable? I don't know. I don't have a dictionary to look shit up right now. <laughs> While taste changes may come and go over weeks or months, there's no direct evidence that they signal a worsening of your MS. If your food seems odd or off, talk to your healthcare provider about whether it could be a side effect of a medication you're taking. Um, thinking it's like other than Mavenclad and adding baclofen. I don't think any of my other medications are new. I think the rest are pretty much same, even though I did go off a bunch when I started Mavenclad and I gradually reintroduced them after the first couple months. So I don't know if that would affect anything. But my doctor didn't really have anything offhand to say about it when I just seen her a week ago. See if taking a lower dose or stopping the medication resolves the symptoms. Be sure to have any changes in your medication regimen approved by your healthcare provider. At least five medications you may be taking for primary MS symptoms that could alter taste sensations and contribute to dry mouth are the disease-modifying therapies, Lemtrada, Abagio, or Copaxone. Not on those. Medications such, such as oxybutynin, often prescribed for bladder control issues, which I am on. The muscle relaxants and spasticity medications like baclofen and dantrolene which I am on baclofen, antidepressant medications, which I'm not on, but I should be, dexamethasone, dex, dexamethasone, 
a steroid medication used to treat MS exasperations, which may trigger a metallic taste. Using plastic utensils can help with that. Apparently, and I cannot stop yawning, and this is driving me nuts because my eyes water every time I yawn and I can't see what the hell I'm trying to read. And since MS often exists alongside comorbid conditions, it's essential to look at those medications too. These type of medications are potential offenders, anti-epileptic seizure medications, antibiotics used to treat infections, and antihistamines for allergy symptoms. Also, antipertensives, which are blood pressure medications, cannabinoids, diuretics, gout medications, lipid-lowering agents, opioid pain relievers, psychiatric medication, some of which I use. Lastly, comorbid conditions may be directly associated with dry mouth conditions, include cystic fibrosis, diabetes, hormonal imbalances, hyperthyroidism, lupus, removal of the salivary glands, rheumatoid arthritis, Jorgren's syndrome, and sleep apnea, which I don't have dry mouth issues, and I supposedly have sleep apnea, but yeah, I'm not not worried about the dry mouth part, especially with the dentures. Now that I got the lower dentures, my mouth is always salivating. In MS, taste loss doesn't mean zero taste. That's because taste is a symphony of sensations involving not just your ability to detect salty, sweet, sour, bitter, and umami savory flavors, but also food texture, color, and temperature, as well as your sense of smell. Which I don't notice any problems with smell, though. It's like this tea, I can smell the... Raspberry tea, no problem, which I better take a sip of it. Still tastes good. (laughs) For what it can, it's watered down flavored. Flavored hot water is what tea basically is if you don't add anything else to it, but I enjoy it. Let's see, Gleason, whose book Chef Interrupted won Best Culinary Memoir of the Year in 2016, initially initially lost 20 to 30 pounds after losing his taste for salt. But he put that weight back on, and then some, he adds, by finding ways to make food more enjoyable during times when his sense of taste is less robust. Let's just see what he did to help his sense of taste. His first tip is add MSG. Like seaweed, MSG 
available in shakers at supermarkets and online, is usually made by fermenting starch, sugar beets, sugar cane, or molasses. Some versions, such as Accent, have added sodium. If you're sensitive to MSG, try incorporating more foods that are naturally high in glutamate. Tomatoes, open gill mushrooms, rinds of hard cheeses like Parmesan, and Perchino, certain seaweeds, anchovies, soy sauce, and miso paste. Lots of very salty stuff. Uh, It's like if you're cooking a rich stew, add a handful of oyster mushrooms and a cheese rind. Gleason says MSG doesn't add taste, it just opens the taste buds. So you can taste more of what's already there. So it's like we were told monosodium glutamate is terrible for you, but it's basically a molecular structure that occurs naturally in a lot of foods known to be high in umami. So if it can help change the taste buds, do it again to get that little help with your taste buds. Then Gleason's weapon of choice is a spice blend of his invention that he calls the Umami Bomb. He markets it in Ireland, but you can make your own with this flexible recipe, he says. Red miso powder, tomato powder, wild mushroom powder blend, and dry seaweed. Use equal amounts of each ingredient. Okay, I wasn't watching my timer. (laughs) I got cut off. So I'm not sure exactly where it ended. So I'm just going to redo this umami bomb mix. Explain what he said. Were the ingredients that you could pick up for a practice powder or a temporary powder or a temporary seasoning thing until you can purchase his if you want, which you should support his. Also, look it up and see what you can find for Gleason's Umami Bomb. But he says, red miso powder, tomato powder, wild mushroom powder blend, dried seaweed. Use equal amounts of each, grind them into a fine powder, and then add those to sauces, soups, stews, or any foods that need a pop of flavor. Freshly ground, it keeps for up to one year in an airtight jar. So I'm going to pick up those ingredients and try them out. See what happens. See if I can get some little flavor bombs going on to make me enjoy things I used to enjoy and for some reason cannot stand anymore right now. Although there are no known medical treatments for lost taste, the issue can resolve on its own. You may see some improvements with these techniques. Explore the spice cabinet. Experiment with marinades and condiments such as horseradish, mustard, balsamic vinegar reduction, salsa, and hot sauce. Which I would like to, but half those have sugars that I can't have right now. So, Sriracha and spicy chipotle mayo. 
the sodium free herb blend mrs dash so i got a few of those blends but i use them don't really get no pop from them i love my sriracha i love spicy chipotle mayo but <laughs> that's i can't do with the sugar flush Marinate meats, which I cannot do during the sugar flush. <laughs> Try marinating meats in sweet or acidic juices like orange or lemon juice, plus herbs or a spicy salad dressing. I do like my salad dressing. That's holding strong. I've On my second batch, and each time I make it, I never make it the same because I never remember what I put in it last time. I should write it down each time to decide which ones I like the best. But usually by that time, after you cook a meal for everybody else, and then it's time for you to cook your meal, you're like, uh, I just don't give a shit. Throw some things together and eat whatever. Add tart foods, acidic fruits, and drinks, including oranges, grapefruits, lemonade, and grapefruit juice can stimulate saliva production, which will enhance your ability to taste. But be careful because, like I mentioned in the past, certain acidic foods are not good to take while you're taking certain heart medications and some other medications, especially grapefruit. For some reason, grapefruit's a big no-no, which I don't understand. I used to love grapefruits, but especially the, Cal the Arizona grapefruits growing right on a tree. You pluck them flat, fresh from the tree. Oh, they are so good. Engage. They're kind of like a sugary pink grapefruit, <laughs> but they're natural. So you're getting the good sugars because you're plucking them fresh from the tree and eating them right away. But engage all of the various senses related to taste. Eating foods with new textures to stimulate the tongue and mouth and heighten the senses. Changing the temperature of foods, warm taste stronger than cold because it's more aromatic engaging your sense of smell ban things known to dull taste smoking has a significant negative impact on the capacity to both smell and taste which is yet another reason to quit the habit alcohol can worsen dry mouth which hampers taste so try drinking in moderation or abstaining that goes for any mouthwash that contains alcohol, too. To make your own alcohol-free version, add a quarter teaspoon baking soda and an eighth teaspoon salt to a cup of warm water. Then rinse with plain water afterwards. Address dry mouth, dry mouth directly. Stay hydrated, even if it means more bathroom breaks. And usually the bathroom breaks when you start drinking more water happen early. But if you keep drinking more water on a regular basis, your body adjusts to it and then you don't run to the bathroom as much. It's like quit being a stubborn ass and just drink your damn water. It's, it's the best thing for you. If you're not pooping a banana, if you got the runs, if you're dizzy, you don't feel good, you're having other issues... Just water can sometimes cure all that. It's amazing what something that's free from the sink can do to help your body. <laughs> Ban things known to dull taste. So, yeah, we went over all that. 
Uh, let's see. That goes for any. Yeah, we went through that. Yeah, okay. Address dry mouth directly. Stay hydrated, even if it means more bathroom breaks. That's where we ended off. Trying artificial saliva. Gross. <laughs> A combination of ingredients designed to mimic the stuff produced naturally by our glands. It comes in over-the-counter sprays, rinses, gels, swabs, and dissolving tablets, and can help lubricate the mouth and enhance taste. Try rinsing before meals. It may improve the flavor of foods. Slow down, eat mindfully, take small bites, chew slowly, and move food around in your mouth to stimulate all your taste and sensory receptors. So those are some things to try out, which I will try some of them out and see what I come up with. See if I have any luck with changing my taste issues that I've been having lately. Uh... All right, that's, looks like that's all about all that's really food-healthy-wise uh, as far as taste-wise and fixing different taste issues. Let's see if I have anything else that would be good health-wise that we could talk to since I had to run into a second segment, and I hate... Oh, this is probably a good one what to eat after a workout. Let's see, when planning for a workout, there's a lot that goes into it to help you reach your goals. As part of that effort, there's a good chance you put a lot of thought into your pre-workout meal. Not really. I don't like to eat before I work out. I prefer to get my workout done in the morning and then have like I said, do my intermittent fasting until early afternoon and then have my first meal. But but are you giving your post-workout meal the same attention? If not, it's a good idea to do so. It turns out that consuming the right nutrients after you exercise is just important as what you eat before. Well, I if I'm not eating anything before... other than my cup of coffee or tea. Let's see. Eating after a workout is important. After your workout, your body tries to rebuild its glycogen stores as well as repair and regrow most muscle proteins. Eating the right nutrients soon after you exercise can help your body get this done faster. It's especially important to eat carbs and protein after your workout. Doing this helps your body decrease muscle protein breakdown, increase muscle protein synthesis growth, restore glycogen stores, and enhance recovery. Getting in the right nutrients after exercise can help you rebuild your muscle proteins and glycogen stores. It also helps stimulate new muscle growth. Eat macronutrients, proteins, carbs, and fat is involved in your body's post-workout recovery process. That's why it's important to have the right mix. 
Protein helps repair and build muscle. Carbs help with recovery. And fat is not that bad. <laughs> a post-workout meal with both protein and carbs will enhance glycogen storage and muscle protein synthesis. Consuming a ratio of 3 to 1 carbs to protein is a practical way to achieve this. It may be a good idea to limit the amount of fat you eat after exercise, but having some fat in your post-workout meal will not affect your recovery. Eat your post-workout meal soon after exercising, ideally within a few hours. That's not soon after. <laughs> soon after, I would think within a half hour, but not a few hours. However, you can extend this period a little longer, depending on the timing of your pre-workout meal. Foods to eat after you work out. Some examples of simple and easy digested foods are sweet potatoes, can't have, chocolate milk, can't have, quinoa, and other grains. Fruits such as pineapple, berries, banana, and kiwi, can't have right now. <laughs> Rice cakes, can't have. Rice, can't have. Oatmeal, can't have. Potatoes, can't have. Pasta, I can't have. Whole grain bread, can't have. Edamame, I think I can have. <laughs> and then proteins like animal or plant-based protein powder, which not really big on the protein powders, but it's a consideration. I'd rather eat my meal than drink my meal. Eggs, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, salmon, chicken, protein bar, and tuna, some of which I can't have. Fats like avocado, nuts, nut butters, seeds, trail mix, dried fruits and nuts. Again, some that I can't have until I'm done with the sugar flush. Sample post-workout meals and snacks. Let's see what they got. Grilled chicken with roasted vegetables and rice. Yeah, I pretty much will be eating that a lot the next week or two. With, but mine's uh, wild rice with quinoa in it. Uh, egg omelet with avocado spread on whole grain toast. Salmon with sweet potatoes. Tuna salad sandwich on whole grain bread. Tuna and crackers. Oatmeal with whey protein, banana and almonds. Cottage cheese and fruits. Pita and hummus. Rice crackers and peanut butter. Whole grain toast and almond butter. Cereal with dairy or soy milk. Greek yogurt, berries, and granola. A protein shake and a banana. A quinoa bowl with sweet potatoes, berries, and pecans. And whole grain crackers with string cheese and fruit. It just all sounds like shit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just in a... Not liking healthy food right now. I'm just... 
uh, none of it sounding good for some reason. I just cannot get anything that sounds good for a freaking meal other than chicken and vegetables. Salmon and vegetables. Let's see. And of course, it's important to get water and electrolytes after exercise to replace what was lost during your workout. Basically, consuming a proper amount of carbs and protein after exercise is essential. It stimulates muscle protein synthesis, improves recovery, and enhances performance during your next workout. It is important to not go much longer than a few hours before refueling with a meal or a snack. And finally, replenishing lost water and electrolytes can complete the picture and help you maximize the benefits of your workout. Uh, here they also have some pre-workout, what to eat before a workout, which may benefit some people. Fueling your body with the right nutrients prior to exercise will give you energy and strength you need to better perform. Carbs, protein, and fats, again. Carbs help maximize glycogen stores for high-intensity exercise, while fat helps fuel your body for longer, less intense workouts. Meanwhile, protein improves muscle protein synthesis and aids in recovery. So main, the main thing this round before working out is the carbs and the fats. And then the carbs and the protein are more focused on the post-workout. It is recommended to consume a full meal two to three hours before your workout. For meals eaten closer to your workout, choose simpler carbs and some protein. Some examples of some pre-workout meals are a sandwich on whole grain bread, lean protein, and a side salad. Or an egg omelet and whole grain toast topped with avocado spread and a cup of fruit. Or a lean protein, brown rice, and roasted vegetables. If your workout starts with, that's, if that, those were if your workout started within two to three hours or more. If your workout starts within two hours, they suggest something like a protein smoothie made with milk, protein powder, banana, and mixed berries. Or a whole grain cereal and milk. Or a cup of oatmeal topped with banana and sliced almonds. Or a natural almond butter and fruit preserve sandwich on whole grain bread. If your workout starts within an hour or less, consider doing something like Greek, Greek yogurt and fruit. Or a nutrition bar with protein and wholesome ingredients. Or a piece of fruit such as banana, orange, or apple. Keep in mind you don't need to eat many pre-workout meals at different times. Just choose one of these. A combination of carbs and protein is recommended for pre-workout meals. Fat can also be beneficial, but it should be consumed at least two hours before exercise. Supplements can also be used in which is common in sports, uh, 
These products may enhance performance, improve strength, increase lean body mass, and reduce fatigue. Some of the best pre-workout supplements are creatine, caffeine, branched-chain amino acids, BCAAs, beta-alanine, or multi-ingredient pre-workout supplements, creatine, caffeine, BCAAs, and beta-alanine are often recommended before a workout. Multi-ingredient pre-workout supplements combine many different ingredients for optimal benefits. And of course, water is important for performance. It's recommended to drink water and sodium-containing beverages before exercise exercise to promote fluid balance and prevent excessive fluid loss and obviously you should have a cup of water uh, some water container with you when you're working out so you can get fluids during your workout but to maximize your performance and recovery it's important to fuel your body with the right nutrients before a workout Carbs help maximize your body's ability to use glycogen to fuel short and high-intensity exercises, while fat helps fuel your body for longer exercise sessions. Eating protein helps improve muscle protein synthesis, prevent muscle damage, and promote recovery. Good hydration is also linked to enhanced performance. Pre-workout meals can be eaten 3 hours to 30 minutes before a workout. However, choose foods that are easy to digest, especially if your workout starts in one hour or less. This will help you avoid stomach discomfort. Additionally, many different supplements can aid performance and promote recovery. At the end of the day, simple pre-workout nutrition practices can go a long way in helping you perform better and recover faster. And usually go over anything with your doctor that you're going to be changing up or doing anything, just ask them not that you're going to have any conflict with any medications or anything like that. Not like it really matters with a lot of foods. We just stuff in our mouth without thinking, not considering what's in them. So, but other than that, this is the wellness Wednesday for this week. Hopefully next week's will be, Happier, better, more perked up, because this first week sucked with this sugar flush. I'm not looking forward to the next three weeks of this sugar flush, but I dedicated myself to it, so I got to do it. I got to get through it. I'm not going to die because I'm flushing sugar. I just got to make it through the next three weeks, hopefully find a few things that I can have that actually make me feel somewhat contentful-wise and actually taste-wise I can handle and enjoy. But we'll see how it goes and keep playing around with it. Other than that, be good to yourself. Do what you can to get benefits in your system and not negatives. Keep the frustrating things away from you keep them out of your life the headaches the annoyances the negative people 
We don't need that. It just brings us down. We have enough issues to deal with. We don't have, shouldn't have to deal with other people's problems. We should focus on our own and try and make our lives a little bit better. If I could, <laughs> if I had the infinity gauntlet in my hand, I'd snap my fingers and get rid of about well, 50% of the astards wandering this earth that are just a waste of human breath that are causing prices to go up because they're eating too much crap and destroying too much stuff and all these food cooking shows and all this food waste and everything that's happening. It's just ridiculous. It's like they should be penalized. I mean, when they sit there and put a show on TV and they're using these beautiful cuts of meat and seafood and all this stuff, this really expensive stuff, these top cuts of meat, top cuts of seafood, top cuts of vegetables and everything else, and just some beautiful stuff. And they're throwing their little hissy pits and throwing them in a garbage can and just walking away. It's like, really? You're doing that, huh? <laughs> this day and age, you're just doing that. We had countries of malnourished people we have countries of people that can't grow stuff and you're just throwing this shit out live on tv they should be fined for it it's like a football player doesn't get a shot he gets a three hundred thousand dollar fine or whatever people don't do things regularly in sports they get fines and the owners and stuff don't get shit which they should get penalized for things but yeah, it's like, and we don't penalize people for doing stuff like that. If you're causing waste in our environment, you don't need to be on this planet if you're just throwing shit out like that. You're just, you're just a big, huge negative to the planet, and we don't need that. <laughs> I need people with brains on their heads that, take things into consideration. I mean, how many times do we have to repeat the same food shows over and over and over and have two seasons a year, if not more? And, oh, God, the amount of waste. It's just ridiculous. I mean, at least give the stuff to food pantries. Don't throw it in the garbage cans. For Christ's sakes. <laughs> There's so much waste in this world. Now all the plastics, we just fought so long to try and get rid of so many different types of plastics and other containers and bags and everything else. And then we had the COVID outbreak, and now we got 10 times more than we had before it, if not 100 times more. And there's just so much. Everywhere you go, they're double, triple, quadruple bagging everything and putting everything in individual containers so nothing touches and all this stuff. It's like, oh. Now we're spraying all these chemicals in the air constantly, adding more and more and more. And <laughs> then people are like, oh, no, I got to sue because I guess those chemicals I was inhaling daily just killed me. And I'm using things to kill other living organisms. I wouldn't expect it to harm me. So I just go around spraying it regularly without a mask on. <laughs> it still gets in your eyes. Even if you have a face mask, 
still gets in your skin pores. It still gets somewhere. It's poison. It's poison for animals. It's poison for us. It's poison for plants. It's poison for us. But all right, I'm going too far too long. Getting too irritated talking about that. So be good. Put a smile on your face. If you have to, fake it like I do. <laughs> Try and fake it all day long. Just try and make everybody else happy and let myself wallow in misery. But hopefully you can smile and actually mean it and have a good day about it. <laughs> Do things that make you happy. Keep the monster at bay. Keep those pains away. Enjoy your day and have better tomorrows. We'll talk to you again hopefully soon. <laughs>